1: All right, fellow basement dwellers, nerds of all kind, welcome back to another edition of Bandwagon Nerds. Bandwagon Nerds right here, brought to you as a part of the Chairshot Radio Network right here on the chairshot.com, where we remind you to always use your head. It is I, your host for the day, the lawyer Dave Unger, coming to you to talk to you all about, is Patrick O'Dowd actually texting us from... His vacation. I, this 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 man is dedicated his, to a fault. He's con, congratulating Tony on being a squirrel. Oh well, there you go. That 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 does count for something. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. we ran a poll. PC Tony has been confirmed to be a scroll by the twenty-seven loyal listeners of Bandwagon Nerds. And it so was a
2: runaway too. 20, 28 <laughs> listeners now, because Max Holiday. Shout out to a friend of the network, Max Holiday. He actually liked that
3: when I said, "What the fuck, y'all?" Did he? All yeah. Right. It was a runaway, by the way, Tony. Like they, like everybody thinks you're a squirrel, bro.
2: That's why I was like, what the? I mean, whatever. I don't, I don't know. They got a little extra human, superhuman strength, so I take it. Well, that,
1: that's that's fuck. true. That's true. Yeah. You you've heard their voices, so I am not alone here today on this episode of the bandwagon. Patrick O'Dowd, as we mentioned, is on vacation. He's hitting some water slides. He's doing it up at the Dells, just down the street That's from one PC, Tony.
2: Waterpark capital of the world. Uh, it's definitely worth going. And it has this kind of like antique-ish downtown where you can go to these all these shops, a couple nice restaurants, and the hotels are nice because they get tons and tons of people visiting every year. Um, it's just a really nice place to go, especially if you have kids around the little O'Dowd's age. So I'm sure they're having a good time. Uh, It seems like the weather's really nice for them. It's in the mid-80s out there right now and sunny, so no better time than to jump right down that water slide or get in the wave pool and uh, just have a good time. Noah's Ark is probably the best one out there. It's really nice. Awesome.
1: I wish wish I could be there, although I wouldn't want to show this body to anybody. I don't even want to show it to myself.
2: Dave, Dave, think about this, though. The safest place for people that aren't supermodel-looking to have a water park wisconsin it's true like if you if you are super in shape you're probably one of the 10 percent of the people that are at the entire water park you know trust me God, this, Dad, is, this Dad, is this is Dad, why
1: this is why he is he is the anchor of chairshot.com and mr nipples because he just makes so much sense but if we're talking bodies
2: oh st- stick around <laughs> if we're
1: talking bodies we've got to talk about the body here on the chairshot.com the one and only the total package the reverend ray cash
2: Say it. Say, it, say it. Do it.
3: I'm I'm you want me to say it now or do you want me to say it in like actual context? You yes. know what? We'll both, save it for both, you.
1: Both. Yeah, both. Both, both
3: right. Out, out the total pack.
1: Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. you, Barry White. That is the most yeah. seductive voice yeah, that I, there is.
3: I feel like the real life Simpsons meme come to life with everybody in the class looking at Bart. Say the thing! Say the thing. Okay.
1: Calbuca, <laughs> <laughs> dude fantastic that was perfectly done ray cashington the reverend here how are you doing ray man how's it going welcome back to hey, the bandwagon man. thank
3: you yeah it's good to be home it's uh yeah doing good man doing good mr boys mr show uh but the perfect time to come back because uh we got some new shit to talk about we
1: do have new shit to talk about also i guess we got to keep we got to start the watch honey this is episode 189 of bandwagon nerds we are now 11 away from 200 next week the, do we know
3: what we're doing for 200? Are we going to have a big 200 extravaganza or just guys, another show?
2: Don't know. Yet. Guys, working on it. Guys, maybe. Guys. Let me tell you something. I don't think the three of us need to worry about it at all. Good point.
1: Yeah. Well, I do because Mr. O'Dodd will prefer yeah. to me well, to try and come up with something impressive. It, well,
2: well, I think Patrick will have a pretty good yeah. idea of what he wants to do. I'll run it past Dave. Dave will work with him on it and that'll probably be a lot.
1: You know, it. like for 100, I know, like I got. Because I've been listening back to those episodes. I got a guest and and then we did uh, Omar Spahi, you know, for episode 100. I wouldn't mind reconnecting with him, see what's going on.
2: Uh, and the suggestion for me would be maybe just to have a open door policy and have anybody that wants to call in, kind of not really run topics and just have a smorgasbord, a potluck, if you will, uh, call up want to talk about something that's going on jump in
1: right and i'm sure like you're saying patrick's gonna have some ideas what he wants to do maybe he's got some project or you know i i've got an idea about maybe some other guests that i wouldn't mind reaching out to just because i think they might be fun
2: yeah i'm currently efforting uh chris hemsworth henry cavill and gal gadot so there you go let uh, me know
1: how that works out for you
2: sasha galley was over last night she said she just doesn't do podcasts
3: have y'all seen that that like the the picture of Bailey in the Supergirl outfit. Have you Play the Marvel music, dog? Just let's move on from here. Because <laughs> this this podcast can change very quickly.
1: Speaking of playing the Marvel music, we as Ray mentioned, we're starting something new: Secret Invasion. The first episode dropped this week. Tony, we got we got any Marvel music queued up, or is that just going to be post production stuff? Why does my I would camera keep that- freezing? Fuck. Because I don't have the total package of a computer. For sure.
3: No, it's because you live in you live in paradise. Something gotta be wrong. Damn it.
1: Paradise. Bakersfield, California equals paradise. Never said before. Anywhere in the world. You
3: could drop how long it take you to get to water, bro? Two hours. There you go. And it's good water. It's real water. The Pacific Ocean? Yeah. Unless you want this green shit, we got it to no, go.
2: By all means, I'll switch with you. I'll you guys pass. are good. You guys are really good. <laughs>
1: All right, Secret Invasion episode one. Uh, Again, reminder for all you kiddies out there listening, Patrick says it all the time. I will reiterate that this, the Bandwagon Nerds is not a spoiler-free podcast. So if you have not watched episode one of Secret Invasion and you don't want the shit spoiled, then please turn this off for probably the next 15, 20 minutes and come back after you hear the commercial and you should be good to go. Now, that being said, uh episode one secret invasion man they they didn't waste any time with a a a big kind of surprise uh, as we went along and it raises some very interesting questions now those of us who've read secret invasion the storyline i think most of us ray you've read secret invasion or at least most of it parts of it right tony i don't know did you ever read the secret invasion story arc no um I didn't read Dark Rain though. I've never read no, that. No, and I don't think this is going to t- touch on Dark Rain. But I mean, uh, you know, maybe coming. But but Secret Invasion in general, certainly this will not have the in six episodes a far reaching scope of the comics. I I don't think that's going to happen. But at the same time, we got into some stuff like right right away that just kind of like makes you stop and think. Um, it's essential that I think anybody you have to have watched Captain Marvel. Right. To have any idea as to what the fuck's going on in this thing. But sure. I will turn it over to you first, Ray, just to get your general overall thoughts on this first episode and kind of how you're feeling about the series. There's been some mixed reactions online to it. I know, like somebody, you know, our friend Rick, Rick, Tony, you remember Rick? He had uh, he had texted me and he says, I hear secret invasion is horrible. I said, you heard wrong. It's fucking excellent. So that's just yeah, it's just misinformation. But Ray, I I love the first episode. This series feels very different. Patrick and I have been I, you know, DMing each other back and forth about several aspects of this, which I will touch on some of that as we go along. But I want to turn over to you, Ray, overall general impressions before we dig deeper into this episode.
3: Well, first and foremost, I'm a much even though my fandom was built around the X-Men, I'm a much bigger fan of the street level stuff. Than the cosmic stuff, so it's fun and it's 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 exciting for me to see something that is a bit more grounded from Marvel. Um, you know, not too dissimilar from, um, Falcon. I mean, Captain uh Captain America: The Winter Soldier, right? It's it's this is very much a spy thriller mixed in with the cosmic aspect of the squirrels, and so that is exciting. Two, to be the essentially respected Downey, the OG of the mcu we finally get a chance to really delve into nick fury and sam jackson if you watch the first episode is acting his ass off right so that's cool too i'm really excited about that but i had some trepidation going into the show because i was excited for what it could be but i hate secret evasion as a, as a concept i hate it because it basically know, it nullifies everything we've seen and to some people that's excited exciting and in the world of comics That's very, very exciting because in two weeks, in two months, in two years, you could just reboot everything and nothing ever happened. Nothing ever mattered. Look at Rebirth. That was a race with like one, six, one, six comic run. Right. All that stuff. So anyway, the idea of the possibility that some people because for this to really work, there has there has to have been some legitimate heroes or people of prominence who were never real. They were gone a long time ago and been squirrels for years, especially now knowing that the squirrels have the ability to take memories because that was the one caveat. They couldn't take memories. That's how you could tell the difference. Now that they figured that out, that's terrifying, right? So the, the very beginning of the show was both intriguing as hell and damning to me because Ross was the perfect guy to kind of play off of, right? Cause he's important, but he's not important. He's in the loop, but he's out, not, if he was gone, it didn't matter. But also, I think to me it's very clear that that was not the real Everett Ross, and the real Everett Ross has been here around, and that was somebody pretending to be Ross for the purposes of using his knowledge, right? Because I I I I truly believe, unless I'm wrong, and we'll see in the next few episodes and next few movies that ever the Everett Ross we know that we've seen the entire MCU going back to Civil War, Black Panther, and then Black Panther Two is actually him, and he's in Wakanda somewhere chilling. And this was a dude just trying to pretend to be him to get some state secret. However, that's good, but it also could be bad because I think that'll show, if you're going to commit, dog, you got to commit, right? You know what I'm saying? If you're going to commit, you can't do this, oh, well, yeah, he's there, just nobody knows he's in Wakanda. Because nobody knows Ross is in Wakanda, because he's supposed to be in jail. They broke him out, right? So it could work. If you're going to commit, go all the way. And so that's where I'm at with it. Also, Ben Mendelsohn is killing it right now, Talos. Um, it's cool to see Sam Jackson. I don't think he has a real limp. I don't think he really is old and decrepit. I think he's playing everybody to kind of be unassuming. And you saw how he was able to uh, kind of get under Olivia Coleman's purview and figure shit out. I think he's just playing the old, I'm the old spy who don't know no better. Um and we'll get to the end here in a minute, I know, but I just wanted to kind of set that scene at first.
1: Tony, go ahead, man.
2: So let me get this right. As someone who's not so familiar with the story, like I know about the story, but haven't read it just kind of from what you guys have talked about and a little bit I've dove into it. Watching this first episode, really enjoyed it. Like you said, it's 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 an action series, just like uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, uh Falcon becoming cap. So the scroll thing, yes. Can they just by seeing someone be able to take their form? Yes. Right. But they need the ship and the the you know pods, uh, the pods. Doing, yeah. yeah, pods, if you want to call them, to get the memory. Okay. That that to me is interesting because that leads that leaves us a lot more bases open, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a whole bunch more different things. Is that uh, from the comics that 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 happened as well, or we've never had the mind thing before? Never had the mind thing. Okay, so that is just going to be wrong, uh, wrong tell a different I don't story. Know. And I, just,
1: I wish, yeah, Patrick. I'm sure. I, I'm sure Patrick's I, probably read Secret Invasion. I, I feel like they've had ability to get memories because some of the scrolls okay. in Secret Invasion were so ingrained and in tune with their doppelganger. Because, because
2: Gra- Gravic is obviously, you know, impersonating uh, uh, Nick Fury at the end when whatever. We'll talk about the end shortly here, but I, I just. I don't know the opening where Ross kills Prescott is freaking amazing. And Prescott has the perfect voice to just be telling the story for everybody off screen. And then you get to oh, they're in they're in this place together. So the opening was really, 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 really good. I, I can't wait to watch this and not the Witcher.
3: Oh, also real quick, also real quick. I, there's one line at the beginning that sets the scene for the whole show is when, when Talos reveals himself as Talos, right? Oh, yeah. And she says, "Is he one of yours?" And he says, "No, he's one of them." That's big because that's letting you know from the jump that Good there are two groups of squirrels. Great point, Ray.
1: I'm I'm texting Patrick right now to find out the answer to this question. <laughs> I'm going to use my own Google, which is Patrick O'Donnell.
3: But I don't I don't think so. I just they think they had been in there so long, but like they didn't know about Hawkeye's history with his family. They didn't know about Downey's history as an alcoholic. They just
2: lived the life that they had been, so they took it over, right? I was firmly informed, I thought, that uh, from you guys, and maybe that's where we don't know if possibly it happened before, but that they never could take memories. They could just take form. Yeah, that's new to me. Right.
1: So I, I, th- I threw that out there to Patrick. He's in between water slides. I'm sure he'll answer I like Because That means
2: you actually have to take physically take these people to get their memory and stick them up there. So if you talk about like Ross and things of that nature – Maybe that's just someone that didn't know because he didn't answer the question when they were up in the thing. He's like, you know about the, you know about this, that, and the other. And he's like, no, I, I tell me, you know, that seems a very like non-memory having scroll. I guess we're going to have to differentiate between the two now, right? Uh,
1: well, that's yeah, even, you've that's s- an even better point. certainly got factions within the Skrulls you know you've got the ones who are hellbent
2: you oh you got NWO wolf patch yeah, exactly yeah <laughs>
1: exactly you got Skrulls hellbound on world domination
2: it's the Crips racing on all the sides on.
1: and at the end of this episode I'm not really sure where Gaia on wh- whose side she is at the whole well, time.
3: we know we know could, what we side
1: could, she was at the beginning
3: we we sure didn't
2: know that Conflicted as fuck. She blames her father for her mother and the fact that her father came along and told her that you know you had a big hand in that kind of or that you're aligning with that side. I think you know she set them up. Also, also and I, I know we keep stopping
3: you, Dave. I'm so sorry. I no. can't help but think that that so much of this people blame Carol because Carol never found them their homeworld yet, so they've been languishing here for
2: thirty years.
1: I blame Carol too.
2: Carol, Suzanne, Jane, uh, Suzanne, Jane.
1: Um like sure pat, pat posed a question it's interesting and you talked about everett ross ray and it's like a big question is how long and to what extent is that scroll version of him been involved because if the scroll version of him somehow did get into wakanda i mean you would think the wakandans would have the technology to figure that out but um wakanda technology in the hands of scrolls not a very sobering thought And
2: how did- would he get out they did give us the caveat though of a scroll taking a, someone's form. The longer they have it, the less easy it is for anyone else to recognize that they're not who they took over. Good point. Good point. Good yeah,
1: point. I, I mean, it it does. And like, in another thing that you said, Ray, that I'll, I'll double down on. Um, the the concept of scrolls, especially when they've got access to memories, gives Marvel an ability. You know, we've all often talked about do overs and things like that and and how they might be able to bring back characters who we thought were lost because they were never lost in the first place it was their scroll version who had been lost you know scarlett johansson's not coming back as black widow but if they wanted to there's your way to bring her back because clint only saw her on the bottom of the uh on on vormir never saw whether she transformed back into a scroll or not who knows where she is Tony, think Scar- nobody else saw her die. I don't think Scar-
2: Joe's coming back to no, the MCU. No, she's not.
1: She's not. I'm just saying if they, if they, it, <laughs> this is their way to get out of that if they wanted to. Tony's a different story because he never switched over after, you know, he died there. And there, the entirety of Avengers Assemble witnessing that. But um, it does give them an ability to kind of, I, I tend to think like you're right, Ray. There has to be a big gravitas. Somebody who we thought we knew at some point in this has to be revealed to be a Skrull, which then will will relay to us the depth of what this thread is really all about. You know, it's like God damn, we can't because in the Secret Invasion, what made the comics work so well is that you just didn't know after a while who was a scroll, who wasn't, yeah. and and it was so damn deep. Right. Go ahead. Tommy. Is
2: there any possible Is there any possibility that when Fury went away, they got him, and this is a scroll?
1: We've seen a scroll version of him and Maria Hill at at some point.
2: Oh, but I'm saying the actual person that. That so, you know, we seen the leader, we seen um Halo's no the from the other side, Gravic, right? Gravik, Gravik. Kill kill Hill, right, as Fury, right? Yeah. But he can do that because he's seen him, right? But what if the guy who's actually playing Fury, who's been completely ineffective this entire time and only just gathering information from everywhere, is also a scroll? It can't be because he knew he knows too much, too much okay. history.
3: Okay. Like remember when he got caught by Olivia Coleman, He knew who she was and they yeah, talked about shit from back right, in the past. You're right. Yeah, i right. too trying much.
2: Trying to think of like the most far fetched thing. So yeah. And you remember?
3: Nice. If you remember Captain Marvel? One of the things she that she said was you got to know a, ve- a very obscure memory, and that's why he said one, nobody calls me Nick. Everybody calls me Fury, even my mom. And two, I can't eat toast if it's not cut diagonally. Just the two most random shits in the world. So if in fact I maybe we need to go back and look because. At the, in that episode, he ate a sandwich. Was it cut what? diagonally?
2: All right, then we got uh, to. Go. Yeah. In and
3: out. where
2: was that in the episode?
3: Um, like, like ten minutes in or something. After uh, he got back, and Hill found him and took him, and he got mad at Talos and all that stuff. Um, the, I think one of the big one of the big reveals, Dave, is going to be e- either the president is a squirrel or Ross is a squirrel, because clearly. We we from what we know, spoiler wise, or what we've been t- told or led to believe, spoiler wise, going into Thunderbolts, either before, during, or after Ross is gonna become president. So that means Bill Maroney is gonna either die or something's gonna happen. So there's got to be some scroll in there. And is Rody working for the president now? Rody could be
1: a scroll. I mean, if you're looking at people who could be scrolls, and and you know, wouldn't it make sense, like you're saying, right? If Rody's that close to the president. You put in a skull impo- scroll imposter at that point. That's not a bad position to be in if you're trying to, you know, access and leverage your your position of power. Um, let's see. So uh, looking at comic basics, can scrolls copy powers and memories? Okay. So the events of Secret Invasion introduced scrolls. Now, okay, I'm reading through this thing. Uh, so can scrolls copy a person's powers and memories? Ooh, that raises some interest. If they can copy powers as well, holy shit. They can copy memories, but have to do so using special techniques. We saw that in Secret Invasion when a scroll had to be in contact with a person to copy his memories. However, scrolls can't copy powers that don't rely on physical looks. So, there you go. So, there's at least one source of comics to say. Um, I, I guess the big surprise in this episode, other than, you know, Ray, I, I do, I go back to what you said. I love the fact that Secret Invasion, although we're dealing with cosmic sort of stuff, extraterrestrials and alien race. This felt very street level and we haven't had a street level type of show in quite. We've been dealing with the multiverse for what's feels like forever for the last, the entirety of phase fucking four was basically Mm -hmm. multiverse, 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 very little street level. Uh, So here at the beginning of, I guess, is this the start of phase five? I'm not sure. But anyway, whatever, wherever we are right now, this, although we're dealing with celestial sorts of stuff, cosmic stuff, this had a very street levelish sort of feel to it. And I love that aspect of it cuz I feel like we've veered away from that and we need to get back to that. Uh, so I love the fact that you mentioned that. But I, of course I do want to disclose the big the big thing that happens at the end of this first episode. Maria Hill. Colby Smolder Who's it? Colby Smolders? What the fuck's Smulders. Her name? Yeah. 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 So she's played Maria Hill forever. And and you know, her portrayal of Maria Hill has been It's quite a bit different than the more Maria Hill from the comics. Maria Hill in the comics is more of like uh, a badass. She is. And she's, she's kind of deceptive and she's manipulative. She's kind of Amanda Waller of, of the uh,
3: Maria Hill and Sharon Carter are the two most, most like unappreciated people because who they were in the comics compared to who they were. Right on in the MCU. Right, and like at the beginning, yeah, Maria Hill was series number one, number two. But like after so long, bro, she's right. she's not a sidekick, dog. Yeah,
1: and she's been portrayed as a sidekick for the entirety of the MCU. That being said, her being killed off in the first episode, and I don't think she's a scroll. I think that's really Maria Hill. Uh, catch you guys by surprise. I, I mean, I didn't see that one coming right off the bat. I was like, what the fuck, Tony? Yeah,
2: yeah, there goes Robin Shabotsky. I mean. No, how I met your mother. Okay. Anyway. Um, oh, okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Didn't didn't yeah, didn't see that one coming at all. Um, but you know what? That listen, that's gonna get the people that weren't gonna watch this to maybe go, Oh, okay, let's check this out. Ray, well, just like the just
3: like the snap, somebody important had to die for this first episode to give it the gravity, right? I think you you never realize stuff when you're watching get it at first, but if you go back, you can see hints. One of the first hints for me was when they were playing chess and they said, we always tell the truth when we're playing chess. And she was like, I don't think you're up for this. And then the big actual thing they had to do, Fury was the guy in charge looking and he got distracted. And so, like, you know, it, it, it was it was that right there for scroll. us.
2: That could have been a scrawl if you think about it.
3: Well, they got I mean, Hill.
2: they got Hill. They got her memory. They got that. They asked those questions. I mean, that's that's well, like it, pretty, then, pretty what like, graphic killer. Yeah, but dude, so they sacrifice the scroll. I mean, they're, they're not well, sacrificing their own to get ahead in the game here. You're really fucking with Fury now that hill has gone. But when the scroll dies, they
3: revert back to them. Oh, to oh that's,
2: right. Actual that's right. That's right. But, um, but No, mean, that just, was really just, Maria
3: Hill.
1: Just this conversation is, is, is relaying to me how effective this show is after one episode where you are literally, and this is very much in line with Secret Invasion from the comics. One episode in, you're literally questioning everything. What did I see? Mm-hmm. I'm going back and looking for minor shit. Like how did Fury cut his sandwich to try and get, couldn't, to try and get hints couldn't. as to what, okay, who's really a scroll? Who's not? That is the beauty of what this series is all about. After one episode, you don't know really who you can trust. I'm not sure is, do is what I understand the actually what I'm understanding or am I being played? And I had a lot of doubts that Secret Invasion as a series could pull that off. And I know we've got five episodes to go. But after one episode, I would say, well done, guys. I mean, you, you threw a surprise out there that we didn't see coming. They're going to keep that going, obviously. Nick Fury, I love, Nick, I love Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson 74 fucking years old, guys. I mean, that's yes, shocking to me. And there are p- aspects of his portrayal of Nick Fury that felt more like jewels from Pulp Fiction. Than Nick Fury from the Avengers, and I love that stuff. I'm like, yeah, this this feels familiar. Um, so yeah, I think after one episode, I'm all in on this thing. I can't wait to see where they go with this. Um, I can't wait to see where they end up and how this ties into the MCU, the bigger MCU, because you know we're going in that direction.
3: I, I I'm really curious to see just in the interim, what was the purpose of bringing in MI6? Why is this being, well, they explained why it's in Russia because um, of all of the, Russia has so much um, power plants, nuclear activity, and it doesn't bother the squirrels. So they could, you notice they created their own back, their own little home right there, right? Stuff like that. But little things sure, like that.
1: Chernobyl's lovely this time of year.
3: <laughs> apparently, if, you, if you're a
1: squirrel, apparently.
3: Um, but no, the Olivia Coleman ad, she's well, number one, she's an Oscar winner. She's too big of a person to be brought here just to be like, hey, she showed up, she's gone. Like, so I'm curious where we go with this. What where we go with the Mi6 thing? The roadie thing is really big to me because I'm really trying to figure out why he's even involved in any of this shit, right? I'm I'm really curious. I'm just like you. I'm I'm curious to see where this goes. But um, another one, other thing. Um, you know, this whole thing starts because Talos's wife, Soren, gets killed by the bad scrolls. And the whole early portion of the episode is Fury and Talos fighting each other because Talos is convinced I need to do it myself and Fury's trying to help. And they fight the dude in the little art place and Talos is getting his ass whooped. And Fury's like, can I help now? And he finally kills the dude and Telos is like, shouldn't let me have it. There is some dissension there. And if there's dissension between those two and those two have been friends for 30 years, don't look good for the good guys.
1: But like you're saying, there's a lot, they're they're friends, but there's dissatisfaction because thirty years still don't have their own home. And the fact that they don't have their it's own Talos home has created it's created this schism between the scrolls amongst themselves. That now you've got one saying, I'm not waiting around for this shit anymore. I'm taking this into my own hands, and guys on Talos' side saying, No, 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 let's play ball. That sort of thing. So
3: look, it's it's not Talos' fault that Carol promised them the total package
1: oh yeah see how you put that in you see how you that was beautiful ray that was i mean geez man It made it made my nipples erect but anyway tony uh you got any final thoughts on on this first episode of secret invasion and how do you, where do you think we're going i mean are, are you feeling good about this or what i i
2: loved it i can't wait for the next one um and i will watch it again sunday morning next week because that's when we record the show patrick um, <laughs> uh, I don't think we've seen the last of Maria Hill. And I think this leads us to the marvels. I think that's got to have some kind of tie in that's November, right? I think there's something like you said it before that there's definitely a cosmic thing going on here and there's no reason it can't lead into that. What about, uh, you know, you talk about the black widow too. Last thing I'll say is are you going to see anybody from that because we are kind of involved in that territory ish kind of thing is like anybody from that movie. Like, I don't know. Elena well, Belova is still from,
3: out there, right? All of those people from that movie are in Thunderbolts, which
2: is next. So I don't Okay. Well, that means I, you, could yeah. a, you could have a you lead into you could have a lead in with that and you could have a lead in with Ms. Marvel as well.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think I think this series is going to kind of tie in certainly to Marvel's. because um, that's the next time we're gonna see Carol Danvers and and you know, you, you look at the technology that's involved with them with the you know, what we've seen in the trailer with Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel swapping spots in space time could be Skrull Tech. That the Quasar
3: bands, yeah, yeah,
1: that could be involved with that., uh, you know, don't I think,
3: also forget don't also forget at the end of one division, um, um Monica, Monica gets Ramo. put to the side and the scroll takes it to the side and says he wants to he wants to talk to you. and she's like, where up there because she was a scroll. So she may pop up too in this
1: that's right. Yeah, I th- I would not be surprised. I mean, to see Carol Danvers have to get involved because the finger's going to be pointed at her at some point. But um, I, you know, I do you think Nick Fury? I'm not sure he survives this series. I, I don't. I have my doubts that he walks out of this thing on the other end still alive. What do you think, Ray?
3: I mean, this would be a hell of a way for him to go in his own, and finally get his own episode, his own uh, series. Um, but I, I I believe somebody somebody of prominence is going to either die or be found dead in every episode. So I, think, I would not yeah, be surprised.
1: Yeah. How do you make it as impactful as possible? Have some big, also, big I, watershed moment at the end of every episode, episode.
3: Also, the next episode, clearly Fury and Talos got to meet with the government because they just did a, a quote unquote governmental op in Russia and thousands and hundreds of people died because they couldn't stop the bombs. So they're going to have to, they're
2: going to, have to meet somebody. So got smart
1: bombs going, going off in, in Moscow. So I mean, yeah, somebody's got to an answer to that shit.
2: For every character that didn't die in Guardians Three, there will be one sacrificed here in Secret <laughs> Invasion.
1: We're <laughs> balancing the scales.
2: We had the we,
1: had the
2: wrong we Yeah, we got to start Deadpool and streaming shows, motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> that's right. Well, guys, I think that's going to bring us to an end on our discussion for. Episode 1, Secret Invasion, tremendous episode. This series looks like it'll be very, very, it feels very different. They're approaching things very different. This spy thriller sort of thing mixed in with, like, extraterrestrial, celestial superhero stuff. i I, I skeptical they could pull it off, but after one episode, I would say it looks like they're on the right track. So... We're going to take our first commercial break. Tony, let people know where can they get their hands on that sweet chair shot merch. And then when we come back, we're going to talk some trailer park. But go ahead, Tony. Where can people get their hands on this cool chair shot stuff?
2: I would head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Check it out. I'm sure coming up 4th of July weekend, there's a promo code to be had. You can get some percentage off, usually 20, 25%. Get in soft style. Spend that extra couple bucks make sure your nipples are satisfied when they're covered get them covered pro dot forward slash the chair shot don't forget about the chair shot.com always use your head
3: Promotional consideration
2: paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tunney here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net.
1: All right, guys, we are back after that fun little interlude with Mr. PC Tunney telling you how you can keep your nipples satisfied or something like that. Is that, is that what we're calling it? Nipple satisfaction?
2: Yeah. 100% guaranteed.
1: <laughs> oh man. So we are going to venture at this point into the trailer park because, you know, we got, we got a few things to talk about. Not many trailers this week, kind of a slow week for trailers actually, but that's, that's kind of all right. I, I don't have a problem with a slow trailer week. Do you Tony? I don't I,
2: uh, we got a few uh, ones. We got a few to discuss here. So that's not yeah. so bad.
1: Ray, Ray, Ray's cool with uh, just a few trailers to talk about the. uh, well, Oh, hold on. We got to get some banjos here. Do we, do we do we? Are you guys warming up or are we going to stay away from that? We don't want.
2: Uh, to. I think we Yeah. yeah I don't you know, know what we Patrick's it at. Looks like Ray's, Ray's picking hand is a little sore.
1: Patrick's at a water park. So if he throws his phone, unless it's waterproof, it might yeah. be a bad idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, you know, maybe let's not do that
2: might jump off the stanchion that leads up to the super high you know water slide because he has to listen to us play the banjo. so we won't do that
1: (laughs) but we will get the real banjos going right about now yeah First of the trailers we're going to look at is one for a movie called Dumb Money. Now, I sent you guys a Red Band trailer, which is an explicit rating for you kitties at home. But um, so this is a movie. I'm not sure when it's coming out sometime coming soon to theaters. This is apparently a movie about the GameStop stock, whatever the hell happened when a bunch of these guys game the stock market. And basically, as a fuck you to the stock market, elevated the price of the GameStop stock so massively that it turned normal people into millionaires and nearly bankrupt the stock market at the same time (laughs) based off of GameStop stock. I mean, I remember when this was kind of going on and thinking to myself, well, this won't last. And it didn't, but it's still kind of fascinating to me looking at this trailer and thinking, all right, I kind of want to see what this movie is about and how these guys Pull Because you heard a lot of rumors when this was going on. I remember when this was happening, you heard about rumors, how they're doing it, bots and stuff like that and and how they were going, uh, you know, how they were going about it. So I I don't know, Tony, what do you think of this thing? I mean, is this a movie that kind of interests you or or how do you feel about this?
2: There's a really good documentary on this, and I think it was on Prime, I'm not really sure, It came out shortly after this all happened. And basically the story of it is these hedge funds are, are short-selling or short-buying, whatever it's called, I'm not sure. Whereas they, they buy something for someone, but they don't. And they anticipate the loss and they make the money off of the loss because they can buy it back for less. Uh, but when it goes up, then they lose. So if you watch the trailer and see... You know, Joe Schmo, who's pushing this on his YouTube channel and gets viral and people start doing it with him, makes like $11 million in three days. Whereas um, Seth Rogen, who's playing a uh, hedge fund billionaire, I'm not sure which which one he's playing, but his wife asks him the same question at the same time. How much did you lose instead of how much did we make? And it's like a billion dollars yesterday, a billion dollars. So this is what happens when you think you know what's going to happen and you try and beat it on the backside. It's kind of like craps when you play the don't pass and people don't like that. Right. When they're out there, you're
1: not very popular at the table.
2: No, you're not. And I do it to my buddy, the general all the time when we go out to Vegas, because everybody hits and he doesn't make money. And I'm the only one who makes money on him, (laughs) but it's a really interesting story. Go watch the documentary. And I think it'll make you want to watch the movie even more. It looks good. Anything with Paul Dano, I'm in after him playing uh, Riddler. Yes, oh, I can't wait for the next Batman, the Batman,
1: yeah, I mean, you it, it's a I love the Vegas example you just did because, yeah, unless the table's running hot and you know when a table's running hot, then playing don't pass is the smart move, even though you get booed off the table, but
2: yeah, I mean, dude starts hitting every even the hard way. You better start time stacking to, on time, the-
1: time to switch yeah. switch things up pretty damn quick, okay, we got a heater going, ah, uh, but yeah, i I think you know it's it's an interesting dichotomy that you see. The, the kind of the, the hobbyist hedge funder almost versus the Wall Street professional and how these guys flip the script uh, to the detriment of Wall Street and how Wall Street responded pretty forcefully. Ray, did you watch this uh, trailer and and what do you think about this thing? So I love it. I'm so excited to see this. First and foremost, a couple of things I want to touch on
3: quickly. First off, let me say this. Paul Dano, Pete Davidson, America Ferrer, <laughs> Nick Offerman, Anthony Ramos, Sebastian Stan, Shailene Woodley, Seth Rogen. Oh my god, preach, what a cast.
1: Preach, preach, preach. Preach Rev, one. preach, preach Rev. Okay. Wait, secondly, are you saying that that cast is the bro, total you, you, package? You it's can get an amen.
3: Package. You can get an amen, Rev. Hallelujah. Um. Secondly, the, the story this anytime you have people who love underdogs. America loves underdogs, right? And anytime you can tell the story of an underdog that put it to the man, so to speak, it's always going to get good interest, right? But this story in particular is so interesting. Number one, because we're wrestling fans. Cameron Grimes' entire gimmick is based off of him really real life making millions of dollars off of this these stalks from GameStop. So that's real. Secondly, we're sports fans. Michael Jordan is selling the team because of this exact thing. The guy that Seth Rogan plays is the guy that that uh Jordan owns money to and is a and is a, a minority owner of the Hornets. So he's selling his portion of the team to pay his debt off to this guy. So, like, there are so many integrations of this in regular culture that we don't even know about because you know I don't play the stock market, I'm a Broke dude in in Houston, right? I don't know if Tony plays it. Dave definitely plays it because he's a lawyer. But nonetheless, like, so we don't think about this stuff. But uh, to get a chance to see it and to see how easy it is, like, there's a part of the movie Tony touched on it where Shailene willie's looking back at Paul Dano like, "How much money we made today? Five million. How much money we made last week? Four million. We're really rich, Tony. We're we're really fucking rich." <laughs> yes. It looks, I don't even know who, who filmed it. I don't know who directed it. I don't know what studio it is. It, just know the trailer looks dope as hell. They got me.
1: And, and it's topical. And we just lived through it. It's not, this is like, what, a year ago? Yeah. year and a we half We don't ago? do this quick. Yeah. yeah that the, the, they got this with this kind of cast. Like you're saying, Ray, the total package of casting. A movie that's this recent, you know, recency bias, we all talk about it. This is going to do really well. I think this is going to do really well because everybody remembers. It's like, this just happened. And in particular,
3: man, Anthony Ramos, Pete Davidson, and Seth Rogen have been busy as hell these past year and a half. So, like, you had to slide them in there.
2: You forgot to uh, mention Nick Offerman as well from from, um, uh, Parks and Rec. But uh, Craig Gillespie is directing. Craig Gillespie.
1: All right. Yeah, that one looks really good. I'm I'm genuinely excited to see what we get out of that movie. Uh, The next trailer is one I shared and I likened it to Wonder Woman meets Mission Impossible. It's a movie called Heart of Stone coming out on Netflix August 11th, 2023. Uh, It's kind of difficult to figure out exactly what's going on, but in general, it looks like there's this artifact they call the Heart of Stone, which seems to be very electromagnetic pulsish in its application. It can drop planes from the sky. It can disable security systems. It, It looks like, you know... Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny a week early in the same sort of artifact. Uh and Gal Gadot, who, you know, is is the main protagonist in this thing. She's like the Ethan Hunt of this whole thing. <laughs> she go ahead, Tony. What what's up? Deadass. <laughs> she would be a member of the team. Uh anyhow, we're we're not gonna get into all that. But uh what uh Ray, I'll turn it over to you first. What did you think of this trailer? I mean, this 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 one's a little bit I'm not as sold on this one as I am on Dumb Money, but this does look kind of fun as to whatever they're doing with this thing. So, yeah, I, I think Wonder Woman meets Mission Impossible is a pretty apropos descriptor. You
3: want to know why I'm sold on it? Because she's the total package. No, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Rick. No, but I mean, sure. No, because I can watch from my. I can watch from on my ass at home. It's on Netflix. All right. This is the perfect thing. This is what Netflix does best. You know, and not just Netflix, a lot of um, streaming services have done this style of movie. But recently, um, the movie where um, The Gray Man, that was dope, right? With um, uh, Captain America and uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. That shit was fun, right? We just had the movie with the Anna Armist and Chris Evans. Chris Evans is in a lot of these fucking movies. Ghosted. That was fun. Ghosted, right? The movie where uh, Charlize Theron couldn't die. Old with Guard. the Chihuahua, And it. this is oh, the God. same this
1: is the same people who did oh. Old Guard at, are doing this one.
3: Right. So these kind of movies are fun. You're as dying. long as I don't have to pay for it.
1: tony Hi. What did you say? She said <laughs> hi. No. Huh? What? Huh? tony what what do you th- what do you think of this other than you're, you're I, nominating you, Gal for a certain club that doesn't exist uh, anymore? Uh, gal. What a gal.
2: <sighs> <sighs> oh, sorry. I was thinking about her and Kelly. <laughs> anyway, um I Yeah, you said it right away, to be honest with you. my uh, Mission Impossible meets, that's exactly what I thought, Galgado. Gadot. Uh, it's interesting that they have this, you know, whatever that shuts down technology and basically kind of deadlocks whatever's going on. Um, I won't watch it. Ever? In life?
1: Ever, ever? Ever, ever. I'll probably Remember watch what? it. I think I'll watch it at some Plus- point in time.
2: Unless gal comes over and she's like, Hey, you wanna you know, have you ever seen this one? And I'm like, No, and yeah. she, she's like she's like, Well, I'll you know, do this and while you watch it and then I would watch it.
3: You're gonna have a spare two hours and you're gonna be tipsy but not yet drunk. And you're nope. like, Fuck it, I'll put it
2: on. No. I finally watched air the other day. That was really good. You just what, Tony? I I got locked out of my prime and I couldn't <laughs> I was just a, I thought he was gonna say, <laughs>
1: I got locked air. out of my house and my cats wouldn't let me in and I couldn't watch anything. <laughs>
2: dastardly felines
1: fast you know i think one thing about this movie is is we've seen gal be involved i mean and you know we know we first saw her in fast and furious then of course she caught fire in wonder woman but we saw her in red notice and i think you know she we're going to talk about gal in a little bit in, in more detail as to the her you know her key role that she's been in but she's trying to i think maybe break out of that stigma a little bit, although she's staying in the same sort of genre where breaking out of that stigma, because, yeah, like, me and Tony are like, this is Wonder Woman and Mission Impossible.
2: She should have been the next Bond. There's an
3: interesting thought. I, I'm I'm down with a woman, bro, but, like, if it's not interest, we don't want it.
1: You know, I and I didn't put this on the rundown, but Patrick will laugh when he hears this, but I did not realize that Henry Cavill had tested to be James Bond before Daniel Craig did, and apparently was really good and what, what he came in second to daniel craig but i'm thinking like you're looking at i mean could he be the next bond i mean would he would he would be want the it. next bond i don't think he I don't wants to be want yeah.
3: in fact your your best bet is like tony said get a woman or get an unknown dude sasha sasha kelly i mean that's no that's not, that's a, not bad a
1: bad no, that's
2: not like she's even more bond after a performance in the flash than 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 gal like i mean that was that was hardcore like yeah that's not a, that's not a bad and for the record for those listening
3: but, at home We've already had on on screen um, 007 as a woman. Tiana Paris was 007. That's
1: right. That's right.
3: So please understand,
1: we just need the name, but like it's possible. Speaking of possible, it's possibly really bad, or I guess possibly good, but I don't think so. Uh, we got our first trailer. Yeah, Ray's like no. I'm I'm with you, Ray, but we're gonna talk about it anyway. The first trailer for Craven the Hunter. Sony's next venturing into the Spider-Verse of a movie without Spider-Man coming out in October. Uh look, and we're going to talk about, you know, problems with DC and and goodwill and building up goodwill and having faith in a product or a franchise in just a moment. If there is a franchise that has less I have less faith in right now than DC, it is anything it's involving so- this <laughs> the Sony Spider-Verse. And I there's so much about this trailer that just makes no fucking sense to me um, that I, I I just, and I don't know. Again, I defer to Patrick. He's He knows more about Kraven than I ever will. But And I know one of our favorite comics of all time is Craven's Last Hunt, which is, in my opinion, one of the top five Spider-Man stories of all time. Um, yeah, Ray's booing it. My question is, why, Tony? I'm going to turn it over to you first. Are you any more optimistic than Ray and I are about this movie because i'm skipping this one hard
2: i didn't i didn't hate the trailer i guess i don't know as much about it as you guys do and i don't have the disdain for sony as you guys do because i'm not i'm not a big spider-man fan i'm i don't dislike spider-man i i love no way home like but to me that's spider-man and the flash are They're the same, they're the same one on each side of of Marvel and DC to me because they have a lot of connections in the way they work with the other people, Justice League Avenger wise. Um, And they're both younger superheroes when they get going. I thought the trailer was okay. I I don't know a lot about this. I probably won't watch it either unless it's really gets connected somehow. I heard Marvel got the rights back to Hulk. So that's kind of cool. Hopefully they get the rights back to Spider-Man eventually because that would really help. But, you know, it leads me to a question, really, that maybe comes out of right field. But what if somebody just bought the rights to DC and Marvel, just kind of figured it out? There you go. Because I don't know, Disney? man. So Jeff Bezos,
1: Amazon buys what? Disney. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think the biggest problem I have with this trailer is, you know, using wrestling terminology, how do you turn Craven into a face? Ray's like, yeah, well, I wish they, you could Jeff, watch it.
2: They, but they're doing it with they're doing it with um Gladiator, uh, Russell Crowe. I, being a bad guy, it, being a bad it, dad. Being like all the things that he's doing is because of his upbringing and how he made the felt and now he's trying to but you know, find the retribution for that. I don't know.
1: If you're familiar with a, if you're familiar with the craven character, it is so hard to find Redemption. Any redeeming quality, exactly. yeah, Redemption in rule, but like
2: we've talked about with everything that's been on screen, it, it's not even close to what happens in the comics. We just talked about it in Secret Invasion. We bellowed on it about the Flash last week, so I, I, it, you're right. you know you're
1: right. you to be the same storyline. You're right, but it doesn't it doesn't work here, and I don't think it feels. It doesn't feel right at all. This feels forced as fucked as fuck as, as why well, Craven as a, is a pro it's like the way they try to turn Venom kind of into a protagonist with mixed results. But well, at least at Venom least it's sort of believable. Is a good guy. Sometimes, in sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Craven it, it, like you're saying, right? It's hard to find redemption. Can you understand? Can you empathize with him? Eh, kind of, but yeah. But at the same time, it's like, this is not, this is not a character who should be looked at heroically in any way because he's not. And so, and I, I mean, at the end, you get the only connection to spiders, right? With the spiders coming down from there, which is a big fucking tease as to what they're. But I guarantee you, I will not watch this movie. I bet you that is the only connection to Spider-Man in the whole fucking thing.
3: It, and 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 if, for, and, and uh, for the record, that that scene with the spiders happened in the comics. So. And what if it's so, the last scene though?
2: It makes sense if it's it the, is last the last.
1: scene. scene. I, t- I I have no doubt it's the last scene. Yeah,
2: like so. all, like 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 he just conquered whatever they're trying to do the whole time, and he, he successfully finished the storyline, and then that happens, and it, it's over. Sorry, Ray. I didn't mean, to interrupt you. no, 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 you're good. Interrupt you're you, good. But I, I, but I'm sorry.
1: No, 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 you're it's, good. Who it's? You're good. Yeah, it's it's no, um, no, um Aaron no Taylor. Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's playing, and David. he and he looks good. He he looks. Fine. He no problem.
3: there. A, he's fanta- He's a fantastic actor and tries his best. So look, to to, to kind of eloquate a little further what Dave is trying to say, there are an anti-hero and there are villains. Craven is a hit villain in every sense of the word. The Punisher is an anti-hero. The Punisher does bad things for good reasons. Nothing Craven has ever done has been good. And now I don't know enough about his backstory to know if what they showed on the comic on the on the movie really happened where he was like a wimp who was almost killed or whatnot. But I could guarantee you this. There wasn't no genetically modified lion from the Rockstone Corporation that bit him and gave him powers, oh. right? And let's He's not like a let's not
1: forget how they're trying to shoehorn fucking rhino into this whole thing as well.
3: Oh, we're gonna get there. Hold okay. on, to that. hold on to that. We're <laughs> gonna get to, we're gonna get to that. My God, we're gonna get to that. But like, for those of you who don't know, Craven is really just a super powered human because he did what, what basically what the Black Panther does. There's some type of potion he took that gave him a little bit extra, but basically it's him. It's just all him this strong diesel dude, Aaron Taylor Johnson is too damn skinny, number one. Number two, he didn't get bit by, like I said, the Roxxon Corporation didn't genetically alter a lion and give him the power of the... No. That didn't happen. He got that because he lived in the wild and basically was like Tarzan from Russia. You know what I'm saying? Right? Number three, number three, the entire reason he wants Spider-Man is because he's killed everything and he's bored. Nothing about craving... Is redeemable. So like to make him cool and redeem. No. And I get the point of what they're trying to do. They're trying to they're trying to do it backward. We're gonna introduce all the villains and then they're gonna be sinister six, and then we bring in Miles or Tom How whatever. Cool. Do what you want. You can't make movies about villains and expect for people to boo them. You can't do it. Like people love the Joker now, they always did, but but particularly more not because of Joaquin Phoenix. Harley Quinn can never be a villain anymore because y'all made her too popular, right? All this stuff, and then the rhino is a Russian dude in a fucking suit to make him have literal rhinoplasty. I know that surgery, but I'm pardon It's use
1: nose the pun. nose job, Ray.
3: Use work with the pun. Work with what I'm giving you. I got you. Yeah, I know this. Yeah, come <laughs> on, dog. So now he's crush your Creel Now really, you, you, yeah,
2: rhino like, and like, rhinoplasty. Like, yeah, rhino yeah, and you got, you got <laughs> it. It. We gotta get one. We gotta get one. Gotta get one. I'm glad someone got you got yes,
3: it. It's it trash. Me. It's a trash ass movie. It's a trash ass script. It's a trash ass concept with a trash ass company, except for the PlayStation. I love PlayStation. Trash all go. over. God. And look, uh, and one more thing, I'm sorry. I'm so myself so biased. I'm getting off. I am not that dude who has to have everything be literally what the comics are, but you gotta have the spirit. And the spirit of Craven is not a guy who is it vanquishes my villains and the, gets revenge on the people who. No, he killed people because he bored. Ray, and you
1: hold on, Tony, before you go.
2: They got. Think it wasn't on last week because it would have been a four-hour podcast. I still haven't seen The Flash, by the way. So. Oh, oh the okay. just wait till, for it to come on streaming, right? Dave? Um, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, I think Ray, your your analogy talking about anti hero like the Punisher and a villain like Craven is really appropriate because he feels more like Punisher in this than Craven. And um, yeah, I'll be interested. I want to hear what Patrick has to say about it. He is a Spider-Man aficionado and the expert. I I don't imagine he hasn't said anything in the private chat, whether he likes this or not. He's been kind of quiet about it, which tells me that he thinks it's less than fine. (laughs) But He he
3: wants it to be good. Well, We all want it to be good. One more thing I want to say. If we're going to build this world in Sony around the villains of Spider-Man and then bring him in as not the big bad, but the big good, essentially, right? And you want to make these villains redeemable in some form or fashion? Spider-Man has a ton of villains who don't want to be bad. Man Bat doesn't want to be bad, right? Uh, or uh, uh, whatever. It, which man Bat is um, um, DC. You know, the bat that you got, right? But Mo- Mobius Morbius doesn't want to be a bad dude, but he can't help it, right? Venom conflict um, conflicted. Tur- Doc Ock. Kurt Tur- Tur- Connors hates the lizard, but can't control it. Use these guys. But you want to get the most reprehensible of all of them? Like, <laughs> Craven is so depraved it, that he killed Spider, thought he killed Spider Man, right. And pretended
1: to be the dude. That's right. That's right. What are we talking I, about? I mean, and I think you know, you could tell a good Craven story and and be true to who he is, and that would be feel that would feel genuine and more compelling. Like you're saying, people don't want to see movies about villains, but if they're done right, you know, yeah. yeah but but, but, but without you, you, without you, sp- without Spider Man, it, it's really hard to pull this kind of stuff off. The the problem is you're gonna make
3: these villains. And for you to make the movie happen, you got to have just in the just in the work in the forms of forming a plot, the, the three or five arc structure, you're going to have to have some type of conflict. Right. So at some point, the bad guys got to do something that makes you care about the bad guy. That's just the way scripts are made. Right. The way stories are told. You're making us care about these villains so that let's say Tom Holland comes over or God bless someone that finally gets to play Miles and Miles got to fight the Sinister Six. Do we pull for Miles, or am I going to pull for Craven because I, I pull for Craven in this movie? I, yeah,
1: I, I'm going to pull for Miles. I don't think Craven's revenge tour against his daddy is going to dissuade me from cheering you for Miles. But be surprised. <laughs> not this time. I won't be because I'm not going to watch it.
3: But again, again, I cite you the most popular character of the past twenty years that's made in the past twenty years. Joker. is It's Harley Quinn.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. That was
3: made in the past 20 years. That was made in the past 20, 30 years. It's, it's Harley. She's manufactured. And Harley, and to this point, she cannot be a villain anymore because she's so popular.
1: Yeah, no one will accept her as a villain. So, Tony, you got I'm any, done. I'm sorry. Got any final thoughts before we head to our second commercial break? And then. <laughs> and another. I'm just
2: no, you guys are on fire. Let's, uh, you know, keep rolling.
1: All right. We are going to take our second commercial break. Then we're going to talk some news around the Nerdosphere. We got some things to talk about. Ray hasn't seen the flash. He's among a lot of people who apparently have not seen this movie. (laughs) And we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about that. When we come back, you are listening to bandwagon nerds, a part of the chair shot radio network right here on the
3: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShop.com.
1: All right, folks, we are back. If you were a part of the show last week, and I know Raymond S. Cashington, Esquire, the reverend, the total package was not, we did an in-depth, a deep dive review of The Flash that uh Tony, and i were not very happy about and my dissatisfaction has gr- only grown <laughs> as as the time has gone on well it appears that we weren't alone in our dissatisfaction as the box office numbers came in for flash and um Tony, they were um disappointing to say the least right
2: Ab- abysmal is I- a good word right? well th- yeah i mean they they did They did okay the first week, not what they expected, but it was okay, and then the drop-off was just so significant, because people like us, who are fans of said thing, went, wow, you bastardized one of the greatest storylines of comic book history, and we'll just wait.
1: Right. Um,
3: Can can I say one thing real fast before you get into it? Because, again, I haven't seen The Flash, but I've seen enough spoilers to know basically what happens. And I mean no diss to you, Tony, but I'm I'm actually doing this to you because I'm curious. I think we're starting to see that clearly Marvel is a machine, so you can ignore that. But on the DC level or every other other superhero world besides Marvel, you either got to have a fantastic story or you got to have a character people care about. And I know you're going to say yes, but I really want you to think about it, and you too, Dave. Is Flash a character that we care about enough to go see him on the good on the GP of him being the Flash?
2: You can't answer that question legitimately and with due process without accounting for Ezra Miller and his transactions. Okay, I accept of, that. That's, that's a, that's a very of, fair answer. That's, that's the answer to that question, one hundred percent. Because fair. you got a lot of people that are in the know and they don't want to get behind that, and, and it's been made fairly evident by what you see in these numbers.
3: I just I just wonder how genuinely. Forget who's playing it, just how genuinely popular the character is enough to be watched. We're going to see Batman regardless of who plays Batman. We're going to see Superman regardless of who plays Superman. There are certain characters we'll see regardless of who plays them.
2: Think back to the the early mid-90s in Jurassic Park, right, and -hmm. how they, they, they promoted it and where they promoted it and toys and fast food and this and that and the other. Flash lends itself to all of that stuff and that's still relevant today. It's just a poor job of 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 not executing a well-known storyline on top of your main actor just a well, for lack of better term kidnapping.
1: Um so let's let's talk numbers a little bit before we get into some of the bigger details. Uh, 55 million opening weekend for a blockbuster movie like The Flash terrible. I mean, worse than we thought. And I know we dabbled with numbers last week as we were going off the air and there were some legitimate concerns as to what we were hearing. Uh, I think it was legitimately worse than I think any of us could have expected. Um, It dropped more than 70% this weekend to 14 to 16 million falling to number three on the charts behind even elemental, which also bombed beat it across the spider verse, which has been out for damn near a month. Beat it. I, and I made the comment to you guys that Tuddy's mentioned it, Ray. I know you're, you're talking about how popular a character is the flash, but I, I made the comment in the chat that I felt like this was a simultaneous cancellation of Ezra Miller and the DCEU at the same time, that that yeah. was the, the reaction that this was, was the fan base saying no more of these fucking questionable characters. You know, Hollywood just turned a blind eye to the fact that nobody, Ezra Miller was a pariah. Doesn't it, and
2: Doesn't it make you think more about Kang as well now?
1: Yes. It, it, and it's something that Marvel and Disney have to be, they're I mean, if they're yeah. smart, you're looking at this thinking. And this is why, and I know you're right, Tony, they're going to release Aquaman 2. I would caution, don't underestimate this Amber Heard backlash. That there are a lot well, of people who hate her as passionately as Ezra Miller. And they've
3: already reshotted so much he's only in like 10 minutes of the movie.
1: Right.
2: Would you would you say would you say, would you say a lot of people because of Amber Heard are already shitting on it?
1: Ah, that was a good one, Tony I like how he did that. Um, you know, and Jason Momoa is still popular, but not what he was. So I have I have deep concerns about Aquaman too. But yeah, I think I think like you make a good point, Tony. Uh Jonathan Majors going forward with Kang. DC's got or not DC D C Disney's gotta be watching all this unfold, going, ah oh, shit. You know, maybe it is time to pull the plug on this whole thing. Um, But it did feel like it was Ezra Miller. It was extreme frustration with the DCEU and what has transpired and the lack of any sort of connection to whatever James Gunn is doing. And then, like Tony's saying, they baited and switched us on one of the greatest comic stories of all time. Teased you that this is what we're going to touch on. They didn't touch on it at all. Sorry, Ray. I'm spoiling it for you. There no, is no, no, I'm, no, I'm, Flash I'll, I'll There's no flashpoint. There is no flashpoint paradox in this at all. You're better well, off going to watch just, the animated thing 100 a hundred more times.
2: Yeah, Barry goes back to save his mom. That's the That's only part kind of, Flash, of it, right? The only part of Flashpoint you get, except for people are different. That's it. So no,
3: I, I I'd already seen. I'd already figured out what happened. The in question I stuff.
1: wanted to post to you guys is: Is are have they done so much damage? Can even with gun and i know dj said that this may be a question of too little too late can does dc have any sort of hope at all anymore can gun save this thing or is too much too much damage been done to this franchise and this property that it's beyond it's just beyond repair ray i'll turn it over to you first
3: yes it did, <laughs> this is the easiest shit ever to fix first and foremost the biggest problem is expectation change your expectation stop expecting to make a billion dollars every fucking movie like make be happy you make a profit and keep it moving. Secondly, just you almost it's almost like Guerrilla Warfare. You have to like reach the people again. Blue Beetle is the perfect movie to kind of re- start this new thing because it hits so many demographics that aren't touched. It hits teenagers, it hits Hispanics, it hits people who like Mecca. When I think when I say Mecca, I mean Power Rangers, Iron Man-esque shit, right? So it it it, it hits so many of that and they have framed it as a fun, comedic-style movie, right? I get that DC was known as the dark side. And yeah, it's, a lot of stuff has to be dark because, you know, you live in Batman's world in Gotham. It's dark, I get that. But it's okay to have some fun, right? And Jaime Reyes is a, is a dude who got a, literally a fucking parasite on his back. Let's go have some fun. And so, like, you, you do stuff like that, you focus more on these films, you get, keep getting your casting right, and you stop expecting to hit home runs, bro. Like, we all watch baseball here. Some, sometimes you got a nickel and diamond out. You got to kill him with singles, bro. Ichiro was a Hall of Famer and hit, like, two home runs. Hit them singles and be happy with that. And once you get your fan base back and you get, more, most importantly, what Marvel has and can never lose, I think, to this point, but you don't. Once you get the trust of your fan base back, then you swing for the fences. Then you bring Adam Dunn out there and try to knock it out the, knock it out the city but it, i don't think it's very hard to fix
1: damn an adam Dunn reference on, on bandwagon nerds I, I ray that was uh, that was almost a total package of clutch hitcher clutch hitters <laughs> right you know uh and maybe not patrick would disagree i'm sure definitely i i just I, dis- I disagree with myself on that one tony yeah definitely um not clutch. ray raises some good points blue beetle does seem like a, a good place to try and maybe reset expectations reach a different demographic get the product out to people who just don't resonate don't connect with uh, the snyderverse and the dcu and what that's been um are you concerned that just too much damage has been done to this property and this brand that it's beyond saving
2: superman batman will always have dc move doesn't matter this is very iron man-esque except for a actor that is beloved reluctantly so um you 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 exchange you exchange that for the Latino community because they're going to get behind this movie much like we had um, Black with the Chi that and uh, what do we do with Black um, No, the last streaming series that everybody shit on uh, Miss the Younger Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, yes. So I think it's going to be great. I, I, I can't wait for George Lopez to have his paws all over a little bit of uh, you know. Uh, wordplay and, and 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 leniency in, in his script. I'm looking forward to this. I think the concept of the Blue Beetle, which I knew nothing about but saw the trailer when I went to see The, the Flash, was amazing what happens there. Um, it's got comedy, it's light, it has action, and it's going to have meaning moving forward in this universe. So a lot of Iron Man vibes, I believe. And the fact that DC and the DCU is, is doomed because of what the DCEU did... I I don't buy that at all, and and also I mi- I've mentioned this
3: before because you guys know I've spoken at nauseam about me being a big proponent of this movie, thinking it's gonna do well. Ca- like I said, casting matters. You mentioned George Lopez, Jolo Merduena is the kid from Cobra Kai, Miguel Cobra Kai is so was so popular it was a YouTube red show that got canceled and brought back, and now it's one of the most top five most popular shows on Netflix. So that's the probably the right guy to pick,
1: right? Like. Casting matters, bro. And it's such a popular show. It reinvigorated interest in karate, which was forgotten. <laughs> That's true too. Forgotten Good as far as a it. martial art. So, yeah, I think, you know, and, and I told people, like, I've talked to people in my own household who aren't, they don't feel Blue Beetle. Oh, this is Power Rangers. And I'm like, it's not made for us. It is made for this younger generation, like Ray's generation and younger, his kids, Patrick's kids. They're the ones who are going to come out and say, I connect with this. And that is perfect to launch where DC needs, not wants, needs to go at this point. This is not a want situation. They need to go in this direction. They need to distance themselves from the DCU so far and do something so different that that's their best chance. What's up, Ray?
3: I, I got a question for y'all just because you said that, because I'm thinking about this isn't for older generations. Well, not in, technically. Yeah. But how many is technically a teenager, right? Um, well, I mean, teenager to you know 1920 whatever would it would it do well for dc to maybe start do this reboot i know sun is already listed basically his first phase for lack of a better term i know that but ignoring that just spitballing would it be smart to kind of of course keep your tent poles your batman and your superman but kind of rebuild this around like the younger generation and maybe just kind of build up the titans first
1: man maybe but the problem is, I think Titans is, is, is you're so close to Titan season four. And a lot of people have not enjoyed that at all. That maybe. Yeah.
3: But do you think the people, they think enough people watch that to where they would be like, oh, well, I, I don't want to see this cyborg or I don't want to see this Raven. I don't think well, enough people. When in the same, in the same place, when Tunney's Paragon of Love was one of the top shows on TV and they still made movies.
1: But I think, I, I mean, you maybe. Yeah. But I think, you know, Gun is smart enough to know the thing that Tunney said. Superman and Batman you got if you get those right and this is what doomed the DCEU they didn't they didn't get Superman right although I think Man of Steel is a damn good movie and I always liked it they didn't get that right and they could never recover from that and then they didn't give Batman a standalone they shoehorned him in shoehorned him in to this BVS nonsense, which we won't get into everything wrong with that. Tony, go ahead. W- what's going on, man?
2: I did. Yeah. They, they just kind of put the final nail in the coffin with Superman versus Batman, even though I enjoyed it, they kind of paid themselves into a corner, what they're going to do and how they did it at the same time. The whole Martha right. thing well, they, really they, rubbed it the wrong way.
1: They, they, sh- the problem with BVS was when you try and pull three and four stories together all at once and none of them work and they all fall flat. You get what we got, you know. You can't do. You're bringing in Dark Knight. It's too bad because
2: I did. You like I forget his name right now, but who played Lex Luthor in that whole thing? I liked him as Lex Luthor.
3: Okay. Oh, I'm Ice so glad Eisenberg? you said that, Jesse Eisenberg. I'm so glad yeah. you said that. I had this argument with somebody literally on TikTok. It drives me up a fucking wall when people hate and criticize Jesse Eisenberg because if you watched the movie and paid attention, he's not Lex Luthor. He's Alexander. He's Lex Junior. So people want him to be, what's what's the dude who played the black Lex Luthor on just the Superman movie in the Justice League? Kale or K, or whatever. Patrick don't talk about
2: it. He's not him. You guys you guys know what Paragon Lex Luthor is? The total
1: um, package? I'm no. sorry.
2: No, he's literally the Paragon of Truth, by the way. I can see that.
1: There, yeah, there's a lot of multiversal things where Lex Luthor is a hero. Alexander's way, a hero. Yeah,
2: he's, he's actually in the Justice but League even, in some worlds. But even with like his battles with Superman, where he's the bad guy, he's never not telling the truth for the most part. He's oh, just yeah. telling his own truth in a in a, in a certain he's way. He's Not a
1: liar, you know. He's he's just it's it's That's true it's his own point of view, you know that sort of thing. So, you so can can I give you an analogy to explain what I think?
3: Why people didn't like what BVS did because I like BVS.
1: I, I, I think. Go ahead, Ray. I, mean, I like. I I just like, I, I I go back to what I said. You can't run. Multiple iconic stories at the same time through the same movie, and then have Martha in the middle of all this shit. It, you can't recover from that. But well, ahead, I think the Ray. Martha
3: thing is over. I think the Martha thing is overrated, but I feel you. It, I, but it is, but it isn't. Well, clearly it, you're right. You, you clearly you're right because look, we're still talking about it almost ten years later. however many years it is? But I think the issue is it's the same feeling that a lot of people had when LeBron went to Miami. How much help do you need? Like. People didn't like the the heat because they felt that the, they they the super team that they built manufactured was unfair and it wasn't fair. Like they won, they skipped the line essentially. Kevin Durant going to the Warriors, he skipped the line eventually, right? Well, DC skipped the line because they didn't build it up from scratch. It was Man of Steel and then super super team and then Justice League super team, and nothing felt earned. And they, I think that's the biggest issue people have. You're with right, it.
1: they were behind a good how what man of steel comes out in what 2013 so they're five years behind marvel at this point avengers has already hit and redefined the superhero industry and it felt like dc just like you saying we got one one movie out there hey we need to we need to make up some ground let's go right to kind of a a and and shortcut things by combining all i mean you know if they if they done like you know a dark knight sort of live action adaptation and then gone into the from that to Death of Superman. You know, you split well, B V S into two different movies or even three. That is what it is. You split that into cause, two cause, or three movies. We're talking something maybe different here. I'm not saying yeah, I'm not saying and, Snyder would have got a, it right, but
2: That's a microcosm of the whole DCEU because of what we just seen with Flashpoint, right? We're we're beating a dead horse here. They just didn't know how to tell stories and they told them too quick. It's like AW versus WWE.
1: Well, okay. Wow. And and let's
2: <laughs> I right, greg and patrick made the comparison to marvel and dc on the last gdms it's AEW aw is is fucking dc and wwe is marvel one knows how to tell a story and one doesn't know what they got because they just can't manage that many good players and well, that's A-A-W exactly is, what's happening
3: aw is literally owned by people that own dc so well, there's true there, there is
1: there is continuity there um Let's talk about this, though. Uh, you know, Talk about out with the old, in with the new. Let's appeal the new generation. Let's expunge everything that we possibly can from the Snyderverse. Now, in the midst of all that, there's now, we thought, Gal Gadot was done as Wonder Woman. She makes a comment at the la- latest to Dumb Conference that things are going on behind the scenes that I'll tell you about later on, fueling massive speculation that Gal Gadot may not be done as Wonder Woman. Now, if you're looking at the DCU moving forward. And you look at the big three, Henry Cavill. We know they're not going to go with him as Superman. That's done. Batman. We don't even know which Batman we're talking about. <laughs> is Ben Affleck. Is it, is it, is well, it Robert Pattinson? I don't know.
3: Is it George Clooney? Oh God damn it. Ray.
1: <laughs> no, if, if you're
2: looking at, if,
1: if you're looking at the big three and transferring any one of them over to the DCU gal's the only one who makes any fucking sense, right? Yeah. What's up? Yeah, Tony? She, and- and Sasha. No, well, yeah, right, right. I mean, and, and her calling her a member of the DCEU feels disingenuous because Snyder had nothing to do with the Flash movie. It's just the the fallout of his bullshit. Send off. It was a
2: send off, so she's a part of it.
1: Uh, turning to you guys, and Tony, I'll turn it over to you first. Could bringing Gal back as Wonder Woman, I mean, is that is that something that would be smart for James Gunn to do? Or should he find somebody completely new? To fill the role of de- Wonder Woman.
2: It depends on what they're trying to do with that character, right? Okay. I mean, you can, you can like you said, uh, I think someone brought up her age and that she really age out of it. But she she could-ish? I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I think, like, she could just be the fan service down the line, right? I don't know what kind of story. How important is she to the James Gunn DC? That's the thing. Where does she fit in? done right, kind of holding it back a little and not going full out with it, and maybe five, six years from now, we get a a Wonder Woman movie, fine. But if we end up going with it instantaneously here after Blue Beetle, that might be a little rushed.
1: Raymond, what do you think of... uh, Is Gal the one to keep the the holdover, or do you start completely fresh and get rid of that?
3: Here's the problem. First and foremost, none of the old cast should have been refreshed. The The old... Everybody casted originally was... Even Ezra, dumbass, because he, they, sorry, are the perfect Barry Allen. It's just they are a piece of shit. I, I know, Tony, you're going to disagree because you're in love with that white boy. Cool. E- Ezra's fantastic in the role. Um, but if you're going to start over, you got to start over, right? But the issue we have here is that while there's one MCU and while there's one Invincible verse Invincible-verse, right, there's one Walking Dead-verse. All these worlds is one verse. There's like three fucking DC verses. Because you got the universe that uh, the OG Zack Snyder shit is in, right? You got the universe. If you want to count the Arrowverse, sure, why not? And then there's a new universe that's being built with Robert Pattinson that's in his own universe that is supposedly different than the universe that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is in. Like, you have so many different universes. So what world is we talking about? But if we're just just on the level... Either keep them all or get rid of them all. But it it's it's not going to make any sense if you replace Batman, keep Superman, replace Flash, keep uh, Wonder Woman, replace Aquaman, keep Cyborg, replace that dude. No, fresh. All fresh well, or right. all the same.
1: And then when you look at James Gunn's slate of what he's got coming up, you know, he's got the 10 projects. Themiscira or Paradise Lost is, we know that's going to be based on Themyscira. When does that take place? When does that series hit? Because I think, you know, if you're looking at. If that's the end of the, if that's the last project, which I don't think it is, but if it's the, if it is the last project, yeah, I think the, the age of of Gal becomes because you're looking if she's 42, if it's four years from now or something like that. Okay, I'm sure she'll still look great. You know, we would all say sure, but um, you know, does she get to the point where you look at we got to bring in somebody younger, or is it more of a lineage like Diana passing the torch to a new Amazon to Amazonian Donna, warrior,
2: to Donna Troy. Do you think
1: Right, and then you're think, setting up Titans as well, Ray. I mean, maybe they go in that direction.
2: In Here, 10 years, Gal will look just as great as she does absolutely, now. Absolutely, absolutely. She's to Sophia Loren. Here's what, here's what I would do. I would,
3: if I want to keep Gal, I would continue with Nobody's the Same, we got a new list. I would hire a new Diana Prince, and I'd make uh, Gal Hippolyta. And yeah. that way, just like you did with... Um, um, Linda Clark Linda or what's what's her name? Linda Linda Carter. Carter and Astoria, like let her have that cameo to to show respect for her not losing the role. They just start over. I think it will be perfect to stick with all new shit. Does at like, any point why do we would get I a buy house? a brand new house and then bring my beat up ass old refrigerator into it? No, get new shit.
2: At any point do we get a bearskin rug? No. I don't think Margot Kid is with us anymore, sir. She's not but, but, it,
1: it, but look, if you want to talk about the 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 beauty and the love of Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder in a bearskin rug in Niagara Falls, send your tweets to at the real C Platt. I'm sure he yeah. will appreciate that. <laughs> uh well, we'll see what they do. We'll see what happens. Uh with is Gal done as Wonder Woman? In this iteration, I'd say probably, but like we're saying, could they bring her back in a role to pass the torch or progress the story gun and Saffron may say, Hey, maybe, you know, maybe we can do something with that. Um, The, the beauty of the Titans,
3: AKA young justice is all of the people who came up underneath them. The sidekicks eventually took the mantle at some point, Dick Grayson was Batman for a little bit. Wally West was the flash, right? Donna Troy became Wonder Woman for a minute right speedy roy became green arrow for a minute like they've all had to be these roles calder actually actually arthur curry gave calder the mental of aquaman like so that i mean that could be really it's interesting, interesting way to go if they wanted to play it that way yeah. i'm just saying
1: they could um sticking with the dc news for one more story ray's mentioned her several times harley quinn and just how big of a hero she's turned into despite her origins Finally, got word, season four of Harley Quinn, which I need to watch, the first three. Uh, coming yeah, out thanks. on July 27th, 2023. Ray hasn't watched it. I haven't watched it. That's on us. I, a...
3: I haven't watched the last season. I've okay. watched everything
1: else. Okay. I haven't watched any of it, and that's on me because I suck, and I need to fix that. Tony, have you watched any of Harley Quinn? Uh, Tony's double thumbs up. Um, are you excited that we finally have a release date for season four of Harley Quinn? Go ahead. Nipples are at attention.
3: Kaylee? Quoco, you say hey why you lake bell is a star of that show to me
2: i know but i mean i'm a big bang theory guy and before that um the series with uh john ritter when she was really young um my two teenage daughters or something i can't remember what what was called but (laughs) they just get it right they get it right they do pull i i'm pretty sure they They've been pulling from the comics for a lot of the storylines and keeping it fairly close and doing a good job at that. And at the same time, we talked about casting earlier. You believe in these people that you know, and you kind of evolve into believing that's who they are. So I just love her sass and the way she does Harley Quinn on the show. Um, I think the Valentine's episode, I think it's from season two, is one of my favorites. So, yeah it's just a good series if you haven't caught up with it and you're a fan of dc or harley quinn or kaylee cuoco check it out it's really Dude, good like
1: young justice and harley quinn are way high up on my list of shit i need to watch you know yes specifically young justice god damn it thank
3: you really hey much. can i pitch you something dave you can pitch, pitch me anything Tony you want too, but 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 dave would know what i'm talking about because it's probably read it. but i in fact i should probably pitch it to tiny because he's never heard it before there's a series called Batman White Knight, if we're talking Elseworlds, yeah. where um, the Joker uh, takes his medicine that turns him back to Jack Napier, and he ends up running for mayor and like trying to do good and framing Batman as the bad guy because Batman's destroying Gotham, and they have this fund that paid basically collusionally, collusionally, I'm sure you like that word from a legal standpoint, That's Dave,
1: nice. Very well done, Ray. Um,
3: pays for all of his mis creantness and whatnot now that one and, i might have to
1: ding you on i'm not sure that one
3: counts okay yeah yeah I, I, i'll try too hard but but the two cool things is one seeing joker seeing jack napier have to fight his innate jokerism but two you find out that joker was so messed up that the real harley he left her a long time ago and they had a kid and he found a fa- he made a fake harley who was the heart that's why you see the harley wearing the harlequin costume and then the new wacky Harley, they're two different people. Like, I think that could be a fun story to tell to S-World. What do you think?
1: Does that intrigue you, Tony? Yeah. Go ahead, Tony. Tony, are you
3: intrigued? No. What if I, what if I said that the Flash cameoed? Come on, guys.
1: Grant, Grant <laughs> Gustin <laughs> cameoed. All the
2: time. Well, the greatest Flash uh, ever. I, yeah, you
1: know, great. the Batman who or the... Which one is the one with the uh, Joker who laughs or is it the Batman who laughs... Which Batman who laughs yeah. that that i kind of like to see had to be turned shout into something.
2: Out shout out to the one fan service that I really really loved more than anything was the I found this bag that when you open it it laughs from the Flash that was amazing. <laughs> and and yes, your point, Dave. Batman who laughs probably will be made. It's popular, but. I mean, I- Playing as Batman who laps uh, on Fortnite, by the way, is my skin. Uh, nice, I believe it. Awesome.
3: It's it's super. It's ridiculously popular. And I don't. I didn't read none of that metal shit, so I don't understand any of it. It's good stuff. Is it really? But metal. Yeah.
1: I was I was reading it, then I got sucked into like the whole Crisis on Infinite Earths, like the complete storyline again, and and, and I was like, all right, I'll come back to metal in a little while because they kind of tie together. But anyway, Crisis. Um, Crisis um, is. So- let's um let's move on and talk about some depressing kind of the melancholy aspect of this. And I call this segment, are our cons done? Are they doomed? Are they dead? We got, we got this thing about nobody showing up for hall H at San Diego comic con. And it's being kind of blamed on the writer's strike and the actor strike. But I wanted to throw this out to you. You know, Marvel's not showing up. Disney's not showing up. Netflix, not showing up. Um, is the Marvel is the writer strike a convenient scapegoat for what's really going on with these cons and 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 is there a bigger problem and how does this impact San Diego Comic Con going forward? At the same time, we got news that E 3 2023 got canceled. Rumors now that twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five have been canceled, although that's been refuted in a few places by the e, the EA whatever the hell the the Electronic um, ESA. I think has refuted what the LA Trade Commission has said that 24 and 25 have been canceled. So we're not really sure, although I can't see the point of E3 going forward any any longer. What I want to do is cover them both at the same time. Do you guys think like these cons and those sort of things, these big events that they used to be, can persist in a day and age when everybody's doing their own thing? Netflix has to dumb, DC's got D23. You got Nintendo direct Sony's doing their own fucking stuff. Microsoft is embroiled in a lawsuit with the FTC over the Activision merger. All this stuff going on. Are are these specialized events like what San Diego comic-con was and what E3 was? Do they have any place in the modern world anymore? Or are they just, you know, is it time to just accept the fact these things as we knew them are are not going to happen anymore. Tony, I turn it to you first.
2: It's twofold, and it's basically one thing, because they're kind of connected, is you over Remember when we thought, like, oh, my God, they laid all this out for all this shit, and it all happened? And then the writer strike happened, and then they went, oh, crap, we can't follow that. So that's all together. That's one reason why. The writer strike will be done. They won't stop doing this, and here's why. is because when you go to something big like this, and if it's only two, three times a year, you cross-pollinate get the people that weren't interested here interested there where they weren't right does that make sense that's where i'm at with this this is almost one eighty five to 90 percent related to the writer strike they don't want to keep shooting themselves in the foot on what they're telling people they're going to do because now they can't provide it and that that just looks bad
1: what about you got any thoughts on e3 i mean is that is that just dead and buried and gone or we haven't had any since the pandemic. This is supposed to be the year of the big comeback. That is not happening
2: there. That one's more likely, I would say just because it's, is a little more niche, but I, I don't know. It's hard to say at some point, you're going to be able to put it on at a scale for what it's wanted. And that's what we're going to look at, whether it's a scale back or a complete elimination. We're kind of in between those two right now.
1: Ray, your thoughts on the, on this topic. Tony
3: hit on a lot of the points I want to make. First off, Think of the writers' strike affecting it is real because what can any of those places come and bring that hasn't already been brought? What can Marvel particularly come and tell us that it hasn't already been told? There's nothing to tell because they've already told us the li- lineup, and so many of these shows and movies have been pushed back because of the writers' strike. So like, what is there to come and do? What would be worth their time? You know, <laughs>
2: what are they going to come and announce delays? Hey, all right, so we don't right? have stuff for you, but we want to tell you about the new stuff that we told you about we're going to push it back a little bit. boo.
3: Exactly. And I love, I love, I love the, the point you made about being overstretched. It's, it's true because when you make a festival, you want to have too much stuff in case something falls through. Well, everything yeah. fell through, unfortunately. Um, also going more towards the E3 point. I think the pandemic changed why we, we perceive so much stuff because the pandemic allowed us to realize we can do shit at home. And yes, Comic-Con is different because it's, a cosplay thing and physical. E3 isn't so much about the physical need to be there. It's more about the, just us playing games,
1: learning about games, and seeing new games. And, you can do that from home. I'll take it a step further. E3 is a trade convention. The general public can't go there. You've got to actually submit an application and be tied to the industry to even attend. Now, there you go. as somebody who's been there a few times, it's easy because I used to say I, I have a I have a video game blog. Oh, come on in. And they'll let you in. So easy. But it's not like Comic-Con, which is for fans, cosplayers and all this stuff. So E3 is a little bit different. And I, I think like, you- like you're like you saying, Ray, that the pandemic really changed how we view things. Something else, another example, something we covered on this show as probably being impactful, this whole thing. DC Fandom, the first one especially, and how well that went over and how well that was received and how a virtual con was presented in a way that was easily digestible felt sort of exclusive but not exactly but delivered everything that dc needed to get done and and it kind of changed the way i think a lot of us looked at well do i really need this hall h experience if they're going to kind of give it to me like you're saying right and i don't have to go anywhere i don't have to deal with crowds and everybody who you know a bunch of nerds who don't know how to use deodorant and all that sort of stuff at typical oh, cons but go ahead and Ray. to
3: the to the same point Speak and I, I continue to always um, defer to Marvel because they are the kings of this shit. They have three of them. They have D3, they have Disney Investor Day, and for the shit that's on the, the, the um, their streamings, Disney Plus Day. So like you have all these days where you're disseminating information to people about what's happening in different forms or fashions. Do you really need to go to Hall every year? Nope. Especially in the year when you last year they went and blew they blew the world up last year. And then. Boom, 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 writer strike. Yeah, man. It, like unfortunately it's just it's a victim of circumstance, dog.
2: Do you think that maybe Marvel seemed to come in with the writer strike? And they're like, Well, we're gonna get our big hurrah out here and set it, and you know, maybe I wouldn't. Rein. because they would not they would not have been able to do it this year, right? But I they were like it, man, let's blow our load for a little bit and recover I'll... and let them nuts get full again, and we'll come back in twenty twenty five. You watch the Hulk.
1: Kevin knows all. That's right. I mean, and, and talking, yeah, I think, I think everything you guys say is accurate. And, and the video game thing, I, the industry, the model has really changed. It's not like it was where you know, they didn't have Hall H per se, but you had the big three, right, would always do their big conferences. Nintendo stopped doing that pre-pandemic with the Direct. So the model was already changing. Microsoft and Sony have kind of followed suit. You had what Ubisoft would come in, would do something Square, Square Enix would do something. Um, the big, the big publishers would do something. They're all doing their own things now.
2: Uh, Patrick in the secret invasion comics, they absolutely did. They were not, they were sleeper agents who did not even realize they were scrolls. Okay. So in the comics, the ones who had memories did not even know they were scrolls. They were just kind of inserted.
1: That's that's pretty okay. That raises the stakes a little bit. We're not going to go back and talk about all that stuff because we already have. But uh, that's interesting to note. Yeah, like you, if you the memories are so strong that you don't realize you're a scroll. That's a well, mind. Fuck. That's a mind fuck. Best, so so best that be would be
2: specifically the guy with the beanie in the episode where he takes the memory and comes down like yellow sweater, I think, and he had one of the fake bags. That guy had no idea that he was a scroll. He only knew. So maybe the people who take memories have no idea they're a scrawl. They actually just turn into that person and and complete objectives under that circumstance.
1: Maybe, but getting back to the topic of conversation, uh, which I think we've already kind of talked about. I think the, yeah, the pandemic, the industry, everything's changed. These cancellations are, I think more so with E3 than San Diego comic con for sure. I, I, I don't, I don't see E3 coming back for a variety of reasons, just no reason for it. Um, San Diego Comic Con isn't going anywhere. Will Hall H ever return to the glory days? Next year. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, unless the writers unless the
1: writer strike's still going on, right? Then maybe not so The Rider
3: Strike is just gonna end. They're gonna be like, hey, guess what? Where's what's coming next?
2: Ah. Hall H return, but DC overtakes Marvel.
1: Okay. Well that's we're ten years away from wah, Hall wah, H. Wah, yeah. wah, wah. Speaking of Marvel, last thing we're gonna talk about twenty <laughs> third yeah, twenty twenty seven 20 no wait 2037 oh we added 10 years um last thing i wanted to talk about i forget which one of you guys shared this but when i read it i'm like no thanks i think it might have been ray um rumors no maybe it's Tony maybe it's was yeah, it, it has even, to you wouldn't me uh rumors that ben affleck maybe coming back for a cameo as daredevil in deadpool 3 which i'm like oh god no and then the more i thought about it i was like well you know as long as we're not doing anything that impacts Charlie Cox as Daredevil in the MCU proper and we're dealing with all this multiversal bullshit. Alright, I guess Ben Affleck as Daredevil doesn't, doesn't disgust me. Ray, are you going to pop if you see Ben Affleck come out as Daredevil in Deadpool 3? Only
3: if he does the fight in the street with uh, a lecturer and they and I get to hear, wake me up. Wake me up. It's, I can't wake up.
1: Can't wake up. It's, save me. If I can hear that. Is that Evan, have, Evanescence? Is that what we're talking about? Right. Evanescence right. and Amy
3: Lee. All right. Yes. Um, no, no. All jokes aside. Save given, me. <laughs> exactly. Given what the movie's going to be about, and given that it's Daredevil going through the multiverse and doing shit, yes, it will be, I, I would pop so hard to see that version of Daredevil. And, and give me Jon Favreau as Foggy. Can we, get, can we get
1: Jennifer Gardner as Elektra too?
3: No. Okay. We don't want her. We don't? I, yeah, she was the worst part of that movie. Ben Affleck wasn't that bad. She was horrible.
1: He's not wrong, Tony. But uh, anyway, how, would you pop if uh, we get to see Ben in a daredevil suit and not a Batman suit? Colin
3: Farrell with the bullseye and oh. the
1: flower and see, the... it's a, it's a crossover. It's a DC Marvel crossover. You got Batman. Sure. You got Penguin. You got oh, Tony. I mean, Re-
3: rest rest in peace, at home homie, my Clark Duncan. Though we can't get King Penguin. Yes. recipe
2: I heard we're going to get multiple versions of Wolverine as well, so that's interesting. Like, I think, who's like, the other version? The I, new version, or or is Laura coming back? I just told you what I heard.
1: Well, tell me more. I can't.
2: Oh. I can't, Sandra D.
1: You're welcome. You know, I'm hopelessly devoted to you guys. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, we got Let's it. We continue. got it. We got, we got Total Package podcast. references. We got Evan F. since references on this podcast. It's Patrick's beautiful. The Greece
2: fans think it like that. I think Patrick liked the grease reference.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I, I would imagine he did. But Thinking of Greece, Pink Ladies got canceled, by the way. I don't know if you that. Well, it. that's not surprising. I mean, that's just it's like that was a dumb idea. I don't know if people are going to watch this show, but apparently not. Guys, we are done with this edition of bandwagon nerds. We have run the gamut of all sorts of fun news and information and, and, and just good discussion on things all the way around. Broke out a little Evanescence, got in some grease as well. Shout out and rest in peace to Olivia Newton, John, my biggest childhood crush, you know, Denny's yes. Fleck before the greatness of Danny Zuko or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right before we let you guys out of here ray thank you so much for being a part of the show again always good to have you here brother with your sultry voice seducing women all over the place good to be home with the total package <laughs> okay how can you resist <laughs> that i mean that's that's i'm not, <laughs> I'm not <gonna> <laughs> <be>. <laughs> i mean we could change ray's nickname to the panty drop <laughs> panty dropper with that voice man i mean no no i'm i'm, I'm a man of a god
2: banjos sorry
1: sorry ray <laughs> ray where can people check you check you out on social media?
2: is banned
1: <laughs> <laughs> um it yeah i
3: apparently around the total package area but uh no at you can find me, it's Ray Cash, R-A-Y's Mysterio, C-A-S-H, as in the dollars that the boys made in
1: dumb money. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. You should have you change your burner account to at total package. I mean, just, you know, Lex Luger won't care, so.
3: Well, now, hold on, because homeboy that got the outsider's edge has got one tweet and tweeted, hasn't tweeted in 15, 20 years. I've been trying to get that down. <laughs> so, look, no, case. I ain't, I ain't having no beef with Lex.
1: Lex has his own issues. Anyway, Tunny, um, where can people check you out on the social media interwebs and all you got going on in the chair shop?
2: I mean, just follow me at PC Tunny and everything Chair Shop Radio Network. We got sports. We got entertainment. We got sports entertainment. You know, something to tickle your fancy all over the place all week.
1: We all need our fancies tickled. I, I mean, I don't think there's any dispute about that. Raise. Yeah, exactly. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude That is at Attitude AGG. Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. Of course, make sure you're checking out the official Twitter site of Bandwagon Nerds at Bandwagon Nerds. Elon, if you want to give us a blue check mark, give it to us. But of course, if we've said anything that has pissed you off and offended you on this show, you know what the re- deal is by now, right? Send your hate tweets to at it's me, DPP. Why, Tony? Yeah, because fuck that guy. Exactly. I mean, that is just the way it's done. I still like you, Dan. We all still love Dan, but.
2: You know. It took forever to fucking put the ribs on the smoker yesterday, so I couldn't even hang out long enough to have any.
1: All right. I'm sure there's a story there, but. That damn Dan. Damn Dan. The braving of his
3: ribs.
2: Hashtag damn
3: Dan.
1: Hashtag cook the ribs faster, damn it. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of Bandwagon Nerds, the 189th. Next week, we are 10 away from 200. Pat will still be riding water slides all day, every day, next weekend. So we'll see him for episode 191. Until then, kids, get out of the basement. Get some sun. Question your parents. Are you guys scrolls? And maybe they'll answer you. But until next week. You've been listening to Bandwagon Nerds right here on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the thechairshot.com. You guys take care. I need my ribs on time.
4: You gonna move?
3: I haven't decided.
4: See, that's what I'm worried about. The fury I knew was always three steps ahead. If I remember correctly, you called me. Upon Talos's request. Your lack of contact over the past few years sent a pretty clear message. Meaning? You're not ready for this fury. There's a very real threat out there. You were never the same after the blip. You always told me there is no shame in walking away when the steps are uncertain. So check your footing. Otherwise someone's gonna get hurt.